The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive with Dr. Rebecca Risk. Do you ever feel that even though nothing seems seriously wrong and you pass all the medical tests, that you still feel that your health, pain, and fatigue are completely out of control? It doesn't have to be that way. Listen to the tips and suggestions given on our program today and take back control of your health. Now, here is Dr. Rebecca Risk. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Following Through the Cracks. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. And today I want to talk about eye health. We often think that, you know, our eye health is static and, um, it, you know, there's not much you can do about it but get glasses. But I'm here today with Dr. Mark Grossman, who has been helping people since 1980 to maintain healthy vision and even improve eyesight. He is best described as a holistic eye doctor. His combined multidisciplinary approach using nutrition, eye exercises, lifestyle changes, and Chinese medicine provides him with an, a wide array of tools and approaches to tackle difficult eye problems. His background includes degrees in ophthalmology, biology, physical education, and learning disabilities, coupled with yoga, bioenergetics, nutrition, Chinese medicine, and acupuncture, the Alexander Technique, and Feldenkrais. This orientation provides the foundation for an integrated approach to vision and its influence on the body, mind, and spirit of each patient. So, Dr. Grossman, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much. appreciate it. So can you tell me how you got into this combination of optometry and Chinese medicine? Okay, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> well, I'm a believer in that there are different signs in our life about tell us what our soul's path is in terms of um, which direction we should go in. And actually, one of my new things I'm going to do in the future is a... Uh, book called Soul Seeing, How Do We Know That We're on the Right Path. But I didn't know this when I was uh, going to school. I had gone to a math and science high school and therefore was pretty good in math and science. And um, I was actually playing on the basketball team in college, and the trainer who was taping my ankle said to me, I asked him, I said, what are you doing next year? He says, I'm going to go be an optometrist. You know, you make enough money, you don't make a lot of money, but nobody dies on you. And I said, <laughs> very interesting. He says, and you can only help people. Yeah. Said, but you've got to be good in math and science. And I said, that's fantastic. <clears throat> so I didn't know anything about holistic care. I didn't know anything about, you know, I just thought I was just going to go to school, open up a little glasses store, because I was nearsighted at the time, which I'll tell the story how I improved my vision from legally blind to not hardly wearing glasses at all. And um, I went to school. And when I started going to school, I started getting into personally different things, such as meditation, nutrition, exercise. And I, I said to myself, well... If I'm going to do this kind of work on myself, not looking at treating symptoms, but trying to treat the underlying causes behind things, therefore, I can't practice in just giving people glasses or contact lenses and not trying to figure out where this prescription came from. So, you know, I'll save you some time on that because I have a whole soliloquy about that story. But in terms of Chinese medicine, just as I had the sign that I should become an optometrist, an eye doctor, I was at a friend's house who was a massage therapist. In the middle of her living room was the book, The Web That Has No Weaver, which was one of the first books on Chinese medicine. 
I felt energetically that the book looked at me, I looked at the book, and I took a walk and I said, I can't believe I got to go to acupuncture school now. And I didn't know why I was going, because I'd already been practicing optometry for 15 years, I just finished off paying off my loans, <clears throat> but I felt I had to go, and I went. And, I was, and it was the first year, actually it wasn't the first year, the year after I started was the first year they were going to license it in New York State. <clears throat> so therefore I had the, the possibility of not only having an optometry license, but also having an acupuncture license. <clears throat> so I went to school for Chinese medicine and it blew my mind. I was a Western trained eye doctor and we were treated, and in Western medicine we look at it as X cause Y. In Chinese medicine, you're looking at what is the relationship between X and Y. And I believe that all dis-ease in the body-mind, physical, mental, spiritual, has to do with issues of relationship, relationship to our spirit, to our environment, to our families, to our uh, organ systems and meridians and relationship to, this, to each other. And therefore, it created a whole new paradigm of health and thinking that I started to bring to eye care. And now, I mean, when I'm seeing patients, you know, it's a very integrative approach of, you know, this moment I'm talking as a traditional eye doctor and talking about glaucoma medications. And in the other instance, I'm treating them as a uh, acupuncturist because in, in regular um, eye world, we tend to treat the numbers. Oh, you've got high eye pressure, or here is your prescription. And three people can walk in, and they need the same glasses prescription to see the 2020 line uh, <clears throat> on the wall. And in regular optometry, we'll give each of those pretty much the same prescription. But in Chinese medicine, because we're not treating the number, we're treating the person behind the number, I may have to treat each of those people differently <clears throat> based on the reason of why they developed that nearsightedness. So to me, it's a long answer to a short question, I believe that the Chinese medicine philosophy of health and looking at the uh, body, mind, and spirit and the relationships and the patterns of why certain uh, conditions occur now totally permeates my way of um, treating people for their eye conditions. So I, I found your story of how you got into Chinese medicine interesting because mine was somewhat similar where just one day I knew that it was something I had to do and people often ask me how I got into it and I actually don't know. It was just something that, um, you know, I got called to do, I believe. So it's a similar path there and I think, as you said, our soul's you know, tell us where we're supposed to go. And, and I think you and I both listen to that. So, and that's what's bringing us together today. So you said that you brought yourself from um, being legally blind to not needing glasses. Can you tell us how you did that? Basically what happened was I started wearing glasses in third grade. And what happens is, is you go to the eye doctor or if I'm giving a workshop and I say to people, Okay, how many of you, um, when you first got your pair of glasses, and then a year or two later, you needed a stronger pair of glasses? And 80 to 90 percent of the people raised their hand. So that's exactly what, what happened to me. You know, I got a pair of glasses in third grade, and I can go into the underlying reasons of why I think my nearsighted has developed, uh, if you want, but basically... I, my eyes got worse and worse and worse, and I couldn't even see the big E on the eye chart. And then, you know, I finished optometry school, and then I said, okay, now I really got to work on this. So I actually went for vision therapy for uh, two years. <clears throat> the doctor I went to was a, had a yoga-based philosophy. He was a yogi. Uh, to vision therapy. So that's why I do a lot of my workshops in yoga centers. And uh, I like the yoga-based approach. So I went for therapy for two years of uh, vision therapy. 
and improved my eyes from, let's say, 2400 to about 2040. So doing a variety of different, I will call them eye exercises, but building the adaptability and the flexibility of my eye muscles, uh, quieting my mind, relaxation, um, and various other tools. I am now just turned 60 years old. I can read everything up close, and I can pass a driving test. So I do wear a very slight prescription for driving at night. Actually, tonight I drove home. I didn't wear it, so I don't have to wear it, but I do wear it for driving at night. But I am now glasses-free in my life 98% of the time versus needing glasses 98% of the time on my face. That's pretty amazing. I don't think many people can say that. You know, like you said, they get glasses and then it gets worse over time. And we always just say that's age. But obviously, it's not if you've been able to turn that around. So when when somebody comes to see you, where do you start looking in in their eye health? What is the first thing that you do with them? Oh, very good question. Um, well, the first thing we do is they, we do a variety of different eye tests just to get a baseline. We take pictures of the back of their eye. Uh, we do eye pressure. And then I sit down with them and I look at their history. Actually, I basically, do, you know, they fill out a, because I work in a clinic with eight other eye doctors, <clears throat> they fill out a whole form of um, history, but I actually do not look at it because I don't want to look at their history because I don't want to be biased in looking for anything. So I try to start it from a clean slate. And I start looking at them, and I start trying to figuring out their prescription, and I say, when did you first start wearing glasses? Let's say we're doing glasses and, you know, prescriptions, not eye disease. Uh, But, uh, you know, let's say it's a prescription. I say, when did you first start wearing these glasses? And then they'll tell me that, time of their life. I said, what was going on in your life maybe around that time or a year or two before that? Was there a lot of stress in your family? Did your family move? A lot of time nearsightedness is related to uh, families moving. All of a sudden they move to a new environment and the child gets overwhelmed, so the way that they deal with it is to make it blurry. So I start to, 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 to look at the ins and outs of what's going on in their life when this prescription was being created. And then I'll also look, as you have a Chinese medicine background, hmm, is the right eye worse than the left eye? That's always been a question. When I was in optometry school, we'd say, well, why'd they get a cataract in their right eye but not their left eye? Oh, it doesn't matter why. We just treat it. But why? So we look at it energetically. We've got the yin. We've got the yang. In Chinese medicine, most there's always an exception, but for most people, the left eye is the yin mother eye. The right eye is the father yang eye. So we start talking about the relationships between the, with the father and the mother and seeing if maybe that's why that eye decided to create more blur. So then we look at the flexibility and the adaptability of their eye muscles. Are their muscles stressed? Can they... Can they converge their eyes? Can they diverge their eyes? Can they easily focus from near to far and far to near? Where is the, as we say in Chinese medicine, the stagnation, the stuck energy in their visual system? I'll talk to them about nutrition, how they eat, what foods they eat, et cetera, et cetera. And then, as opposed to, you know, going to your eye doctor and you basically have one choice, Here's your choice. You've got glasses or maybe you have contacts or surgery. Uh, every patient gets three or four choices about how they want to deal with their eye care. They might just choose to just get glasses, which is fine with me. Uh, so, you know, whatever, they, whatever their reason for coming, I will treat the patient where they are, but I do want to let them know what the possibilities exist. And also, if I pick up the, the beginnings of any eye disease, I want to do preventative things nutritionally, herbally, uh, so that they 
don't develop later on in life macular degeneration, uh, cataracts or glaucoma, or many other eye diseases. So I'm a very... So, Dr. Grossman, we're going to take a, a quick break. We're going to talk about all that when we come back. I mean, this is so uh, very fascinating that you can see so much in the eyes. Um, so today we're talking to Dr. Mark Grossman, who is a holistic eye doctor, practices Chinese medicine as well as optometry. Um, we're going to be back shortly after this break. If you have any questions, please feel free to call in or you can message us on Facebook or Twitter or send us an email at Ananta Calgary at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We all want to live a healthy, vibrant life. With so many toxins in our world, it becomes an uphill battle. Inflammation is the premise of all disease and comes from four sources of toxins. With a proper understanding of toxins as well as proper detoxification and nutrition, disease can be avoided. Tune in to Whole Healthy Living with Sharon Brennan and learn how you can live a clean, whole, and healthy life in a toxic world. Start your journey Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Ouch! What do you think of when you think of dental procedures? Well, when you think about it, the teeth and the rest of the body are strongly connected. What happens in one part affects the other. In the Tooth Body Connection with host Dr. Don Ewing, we'll explain more about these concepts as well as discuss the role that your teeth play in your overall health. You'll learn about amalgams and how removing them the wrong way can be toxic to your body. Tune in Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. To reach the program today, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Falling Through the Cracks. I'm Dr. Rebecca Risk, and I'm here with Dr. Gro- um, Mark Grossman, who is a holistic eye doctor. He practices Chinese medicine and optometry. And we're talking today about the root cause of um, your eye condition and what you can do to reverse that or to slow it down. So, Dr. Grossman, is there um, anything that you um, see most in, in clinic that you like to focus on or that you see as the most common thing in North America? Yes, I mean, one of the issues with eye care, and then we'll talk about how we can work with it, and this is a ring true for many people, is you go to your eye doctor, we look inside the eye, maybe if you're an older person in your 70s, and we'll look in and we'll go, oh, you've got the beginning of a cataract. And the patient looks at you, you look at them, And uh, they say to you, okay, what should I do? And the doctor says, you know what we're going to do? We're going to watch that. And if it gets worse, then we can do surgery and take it out and uh, put a new lens in. And the the patient nods their head and leaves. Then we may do another test where we test the eye pressure and check for glaucoma. And and the uh, eye doctor... uh, might say, oh, your eye pressure is a little high normal. And, you know, you might be what we call a glaucoma suspect. And then you, like, you stand back and you go, oh, my God, I'm a suspect. 
and 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 you'd go to the doctor again as a patient. You go, doctor, doctor, is there anything I can do? Well, my eye pressure is a little high. You say I'm a glaucoma suspect. Say no, no, no. This is what we'll check it again in about three months, six months, and if it's still high, and we'll do a visual field and we'll check your optic nerve. Then we can either do, if it goes up or gets worse, we can do medication, we can do eye drops <clears throat> that you're probably going to be on the rest of your life, or we can do, you know, an eye surgery. But again, doctor, is there anything I can do while you're watching it? No, 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 nothing we can do while you're watching it. We only know how to treat things when they get worse. <clears throat> this is standard of care in, in optometry and ophthalmology. I mean, and many of us in the integrative medical field also know, like in heart disease, Dean Ornish did a definitive study that yoga, meditation, nutrition can help heart disease. So what happens when somebody has a little bit of a heart problem? Oh, yeah, we're going to watch that, too, until you need a bypass or a stent. So what Chinese medicine does, what nutrition does, what herbal medicine does, is there's plenty of things you can do while we're watching it so that we can reverse it. And what I try to do uh, with my patients um, individually and also share on my website is protocols for prevention, protocols to reverse these eye conditions such as cataracts, glaucoma, or macular degeneration. Now, I also want to say, am I against surgery? The answer is no. I recommend surgery for people all the time if needed. Do I sometimes want to prescribe uh, eye drops for glaucoma? Absolutely. Do sometimes I think injections in the eye are necessary? Absolutely. I am many, many times, I'm a second opinion at least a half a dozen times a week for people who uh, need this kind of possibility. But even if they do need surgery, even if they do need um, medication, they can be using an integrative approach so that they don't need to, so the outcome will be better and they can prevent other eye problems. <clears throat> so let's take macular degeneration <clears throat> first because in macular degeneration, especially the dry type, we don't have medication for that. We don't have surgery for that. All we can do as eye doctors is say, we'll watch it. And almost every eye doctor today, because they did a 4,800-person study on nutrition and macular degeneration through the NIH, can, would recommend a certain nutrition protocol for um, if you have the beginnings of macular degeneration. So now that is standard of care, but you can go way beyond that. So for macular degeneration, certain things as nutrition, very, very important. Um, uh, acupuncture has been shown to be very, very powerful to help macular degeneration. Um, diet. I mean, the number one food for the eyes is not carrots. It's kale. Kale has by far the most um, what we call lutein, which is a carotenoid that has been shown to be low in both cataracts and macular degeneration. So if we can pick up signs of macular degeneration uh, early enough, we can many, many times reverse it or at least do things so it doesn't turn into what we call the wet macular degeneration in which then the person's vision really goes down and therefore uh, they can become blind from that. And in that case, a lot of the ophthalmologists are doing injections. And sometimes those injections help, and sometimes I recommend it, and sometimes they don't help. But acupuncture is good. There's also a, um, a device called microcurrent stimulation. It's like a self-acupuncture uh, machine that you put around the eyes for stimulating certain acupuncture points to increase the ATP level and the mitochondrial energy in the back so that the eye can absorb the nutrition it needs. Because we look at macular degeneration as almost starvation of the retina. So it's about the eye being able to get the nutrients it needs and also be able to eliminate its waste products. So there's what I really want to emphasize for your listeners is that there's many, many things that you can do to 
um, reverse and at least prevent or stabilize eye disease while you're, you know, instead of just watching it. So with the nutrition part of those, where do you start with that? Is it just one thing that you do or is it tailored to the person? It's very tailored to the person. And again, I'm writing a new book now called The Complete Book of Natural Eye Care. And just today we were talking about there's going to be different recommendations, whether we're in the preventative stage where you just have maybe a, uh, you know, a family genetic base of uh, that your mom or dad had macular degeneration. So as little as uh, six milligrams of lutein per day, um, a Harvard study done by Joanne Senden has shown been able to decrease the uh, risk of macular degeneration by 63%. So almost everybody over 50, I'll put on a minimum vision support formula that has the important nutrients in there to help prevent eye disease. If somebody has a little bit of a mild stage of macular degeneration, which means there's starting to be a breakdown there, then I'll recommend some more possible supplementation uh, or nutrients, but also I'll give them what foods, because the best medicine is food. So I'll tell them what foods are the best to do. There's juicing recipes that we've come up with for different um, eye conditions. Uh, smoking, you know, if they smoke, it's going to really decrease the circulation to the eyes. So we really have to talk about, uh, you know, their lifestyle. Smoking, exercise has been shown to be helpful for uh, retinal degeneration and also is very effective for lowering eye pressure. So we have to treat the person and look at their lifestyle, look at uh, the stress in their life, what they do, um, and then really, hopefully, tailor a uh, individualized program for them, depending on where on the continuum they fall. I mean, there's certain basics that they should follow, uh, but you know, we really do have to try to tailor it as individual as possible. Uh, so, with the um, after you tailor all that stuff, and then you talked a lot about meditation and yoga are there certain poses that help or exercises that help ah another good question <laughs> yes um i actually have a dvd called vision and yoga that i put together with a yoga teacher and right now i'm i'm helping not helping i'm actually they're doing a study in india on the effect of yoga in certain postures for different eye conditions and eye diseases. So I'm working with this, uh, these doctors in India. So we do not have definitive poses yet, you know, specific for different eye diseases, but anything that gets your breath, your oxygen uh, flow better, anything that creates more flow in your body and mind, because as we know from Chinese medicine, the biggest issue is stuck energy and stagnation. So whether you do uh, yoga, tai chi, qigong, uh, we have qigong and eye, ex uh, eye exercises that we put together uh, for people. So anything you can do to bring breath and energy and unblock stresses in your body-mind cannot, it can't help but be helpful for your eyes. Do you ever see any sort of emotions related to certain eye conditions? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you want me to comment on that? Yeah, I mean, with Chinese medicine, of course, there there is emotions, but I mean, specifically just when it's deteriorating, I know sometimes your liver can be involved or that kind of thing. Is there something that you commonly see? Yes, usually... <clears throat> With the eye condition glaucoma, the more common one, which is called open-angle glaucoma, because there's also like like six different you know kinds of glaucoma, but the one in which the eye pressure is going up, uh, you know we we look at we that's the one we relate mostly to the liver meridian. In Chinese medicine, the liver meridian opens up to the eye, and it's its main organ. 
But as we know in Chinese medicine, all the meridians go to the eye, and all the meridians go through the heart. So different eye conditions, I find, are more related to different meridians and therefore different emotions. So in glaucoma, we the emotion associated with um, uh, liver is anger and suppressed anger and frustration. So when I see somebody who's uh, got glaucoma or their eye pressure is really keeps going up and up, you know, I'll see if their shoulders are tense, if they feel really stressed out, if they're type A personalities. Are they like, um, you know, as soon as they finish one thing, they need to do another thing. Do they have trouble relaxing? So I'll look at their frustration levels, you know, how they deal with anger, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, and in macular degeneration, I find it more related to the, as I said, starvation of the retina, more related to the earth element, the digestive system. So I see when they're out of balance in terms of um, nurturing. As an archetype, you can look at the uh, earth element as the warrior. So when they start to, when they start worrying all the time, like I had one patient, she was only like 48 years old and started to develop macular degeneration in her right eye. And then I said to her, I said, well, tell me what's been going on in your life. She goes, oh, my dad is sick and I've been his primary caretaker. Right eye, father eye, she was worried about him. All of a sudden, she wasn't nurturing herself and she was losing contact uh, with the nurt- you know, being able to take care of herself. All her energy was going out. So we worked with her with acupuncture, Chinese medicine, nutrition. Uh, I spoke to her uh, psychotherapist, told her how I related to things. Within six months, the macular degeneration cleared up, and now it's been five years later, and all the retinal photos that we've taken on her eyes show perfectly clean eyes. So, and I've got stories and stories and stories on this, so there's totally you know, a relationship you know, with the emotions. Now, sometimes there's not. You know, that's not the primary thing, but you can't separate, you know, the physical, psycho-emotional, and the spiritual aspects of each being from, from the symptoms they present. I think that, I mean, that's always an important topic in the show is, is not to separate who you are from your physical condition or your emotional condition because they're so tied into each other. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and we're going to talk about this more when we come back. Today we're talking with Dr. Mark Grossman, who's a holistic eye doctor. He is a Chinese medicine doctor as well as an optometrist. And uh, he's just letting us know how we can prevent eye diseases as well as reversing them. Um, so uh, we'll be back shortly after this break. Much of the time, the illnesses that people feel are simply symptoms, and they mask the root cause of what the real health problem is. You can take back control of your own health, starting with Billionaire Healthcare. This program is hosted by Ashley Black and Dari Samia. Our program will introduce you to fascia, which is the knowledge of the living matrix. This bit of knowledge can bring you the health secrets that only the rich and famous have known. Until now... Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. We are bombarded daily with information about beauty products and anti-aging treatments. Do you know how they have been tested? Are they truly going to make a change or just take the change out of your pocket? Tune in to Shelley's Show and Tell with host Shelley Hancock. 
we'll bring you the top-rated skincare products and treatments tested by Real Transformation Skin Care Centers. We'll motivate you to make the best changes. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Green Talk Network. You are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Falling Through the Cracks. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk, and I'm here today with Dr. Mark Grossman. He is a holistic eye doctor. He's a doctor of Chinese medicine as well as an optometrist. So, Dr. Grossman, is there anything that you feel people can do for self-care to help reverse or prevent the situation that they're in with their eye health? Yes. Well, first off is I recommend that they get a thorough eye exam at least every two years, in which they're not only um, testing the prescription if the eye, and the, if the eyes are healthy, but also uh, the flexibility and the adaptability of their eye muscles. Um, and I believe that, 90, that many, many times the prescriptions that people get are too strong because we're in a... In a a uh, dark room looking through little holes, looking at little letters, and the doctor's asking you which is better, one or two, A or B, and you're stressed out because you don't want to get it wrong and get these glasses that are, you know, that you're going to spend all this money on. So we don't tend to do our eye um, care under the most relaxed situation. Uh, also, just make sure that the day you go, as we can remember, the eye is brain tissue embryologically, physiologically, neurologically. If we can change our mind, we can change our eyes. So make sure that at first, if you're going for your eye exam, you're going on a day that you're relaxed. Maybe you took a walk that day. Maybe you uh, did some yoga in the morning. Maybe you had an acupuncture treatment. <clears throat> so that you're going in there not stressed out. I had one patient one time. He came, and I would examined the year before, and he came at the end of the day, and I examined him, and his prescription was twice of what it was last year. So instead of just giving him that stronger prescription that made him see at that moment in time, remember, when you're getting this eye exam, you're getting glasses at that moment in time of where you are at that moment in time, and it's a snapshot. And I, I said, I, I don't know, this is much stronger. Tell me what you did today. And he was a vet, a veterinarian. He said, oh, the office was so stressful. I had to do all the surgery. I said, look, come back next week, come in the morning on a day off, do some meditation, do some, go for a walk. He came back a week later. The prescription wasn't what it was the year before. If I would have prescribed the prescri- prescription that he came at the night, then I gave him the glasses, he would have put them on, and he would have said, oh, this doesn't feel right. This feels like, uh, you know, I'm gonna, like I may get a headache. And then, and what most eye doctors do when you put on these new glasses and they feel like too much, they say, oh, you'll get used to it. Yeah, and I'll get used to 50 pounds of rice on my back, and then my bent back will be straight. Yes, there's plastic, neuroplasticity in the eye-brain connection, and you will get used to that stronger prescription, and that's going to make your eyes get worse year after year. So you want to go for your eye exam. That's my first self-care under um, 
as relaxed situation as possible. Second is you want to, you know, have certain kinds of regular foods in your diet. Uh, the dark green leafy vegetables are number one on my list. As I mentioned before, kale's my number one food for the eyes. Number two is collard greens. Number three is raw spinach. So those are really good foods to get into your diet. Um, blueberries, uh, dark grapes, the, the um, fruits, pomegranates, the fruits with the dark skins, those are really good for the blood vessel walls. Uh, foods that have omega-3 fatty acids in them or take it as a supplementation, such as uh, if you can get you know, uh, fish that's not contaminated uh, or fish oil, or krill oil are very, very good. And krill oils, uh, that's what I've been taking these days because it also has another good nutrient for the eye called astaxanthin. So uh, omega-3 fatty acids, you can get them in black currants. You can get them in flaxseed, um, hemp milk. So you're trying to, to bring things to your diet that, that your retina wants, that your eyes want. Uh, doing certain kinds of, of eye exercises. So those, we have them on our uh, homepage of our website. It's called Instant Eye Exercises, just to increase the flexibility and the adaptability of your eyes. Uh, I have a lot of you free YouTube videos of all our exercises, but certain eye exercises such as palming, one we call uh, the hot dog where you hold your two index fingers in front of your eyes, uh, pointing at each other on a horizontal plane, look beyond them, and a little extra finger will pop out. Uh, just moving your eyes like in an infinity sign, such as a figure eight, to get the flexibility and the adaptability of your eye muscles. Uh, doing those 3D pictures uh, I'm, uh, that I'm a uh, medical consultant to a um, a book called Magic Eye, uh, How to Improve Your Vision Beyond 3D. Those 3D pictures that were very popular years ago where you relax your eyes, let them work together, and then a 3D image pops out. All those things are really good to, to get the eyes to learn to relax because these days with computers, with, eye, with, with cell phones, uh, doing so much close work, all the time, we're asking our eyes to run a marathon every day, and we need to be able to build up the flexibility and the adaptability of these muscles. So not only do we need proper nutrition, we need you know, to get our eyes more flexible and adaptable. Just like we can exercise different parts of our body, why can't we exercise our eyes? There's lots of muscles in there, and the answer is we can. And the Bates exercise is very good. Find a vision educator near you. Find a behavioral optometrist near you or someone who does eye exercises. Or go online, and there's lots of information for free on there. So anything you can do for that, um, you know, regular exercise is very important. Breathing, breathing, breathing. The eye and the brain need more oxygen than any other place in the body. So all these things, try to lower your stress level as possible. Uh, look from your heart, not your eyes. Like I said, when you relax your heart and you look from there, I've actually monitored it where all of a sudden the eyes are more flexible. So we tend to look from our eyes, and that means that we're trying to grab information instead of just letting the information come to us. So... A preventative program needs lifestyle changes. It needs nutritional and diet uh, input. It needs, um, you know, eye exercises. And knowledge is power. So the more you can educate yourself, and that's why um, I write some of the books I write, and that's why I have this website for educational purposes, um, I have one that's just educational called drgrossman2020.com and one that goes over nutritional protocols, naturaleyecare.com. And uh, the eyes are truly, as Shakespeare said, 
the windows to your soul. In Chinese medicine, we say we can see the shen, the spirit of the person through their eyes. And that is totally, totally true. So as you incre- increase your life spirit, your ability to, to go into life and, and grab it by its horns and really, uh, you know, come with a really powerful attitude, your, your shen, your spirit, will help the energy in your eyes. So, um, like I said, I think everything, as you say, has a physical, psycho-emotional, and spiritual component, and the eyes being our windows to the soul is a great way to start with that. I think it, it definitely is, because if you do all the things that you said, not only are your eyes going to improve, but your overall health, and then, of course, your soul will feel brighter, and you'll feel brighter and healthier. So I think, you know, it's down to getting your whole body healthy, and, you know, just the breathing and the oxygen is going to help more than your eyes. It's going to help you feel better uh, overall. Um, you did mention that you have a, a book coming out. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I've done um, five books previously, but right now I'm very, very excited. Uh, and also there'll be, um, I just finished a magazine article. Can I mention it? Sure. Okay, because uh, it's a national magazine called Natural Awakenings. And I just got interviewed about integrative eye care. It'll be in the March or April issue. But the, I think the title of this new book is going to be called The Complete Book of Natural Eye Care. And basically it's going to be an integrative approach to how to take care of your eyes, mind, and body. So we look at it from condition and we talk about everything we talked about on your show, what lifestyle changes are important, what nutritional things are important, what foods are important, what is the standard Western-based way of working with these conditions. What are the choices when you do need a cataract operation? There's so many different lens choices now. What are the medications for glaucoma? What are these drops? What are the side effects of these drops? What can you do if you have to take these drops? Very important, as you know, Rebecca, that all medications get detoxified through the liver. Liver relates to the eyes. I totally recommend... Uh, liver herbs and uh, liver tonics and liver cleanses at least three, four times a year, but especially if people are on medications. So uh, there's things of integrating with regular medicine how to take care of your eyes. So so I'm very excited that we will be uh, coming up with this book. We uh, have a great writer who we met with today, and I really said this is going to be a... Not a cookbook, because I don't believe in cookbooks, because everybody's different, but a very educational book where people can uh, be able to, you know, get knowledge about their own eyes and diet and hydration. Oh, yeah, hydration. Super important for the eyes and the body in general. Oh, my God. Not, you know, water. To drink at least eight ounces of water, I mean, you know, at least half your body weight a day, and to not take more than four ounces at a time so you don't stress out your kidneys. So hydration, lifestyle, exercises, and all multiple, you know, I'm going to have hundreds and hundreds of studies in here, such as how does right nostril breathing lower your eye pressure? How does the angle of how you sleep affect your eye pressure? There's so many studies out there today so that people can bring self-care to their own eyes and their body, and I'm excited to be able to, um, you know, produce this book. I mean, it'll probably take me another six months, which will be a, comp- you know, it'll be like an integration of all the other books that I've done before. It sounds really interesting um, and definitely something that I'll, I'll keep an eye out. Now, if anybody wants to get a hold of you for you know, any sort of consultations or any questions, how can they do so? Uh, well, our website does, with my partner and my website, does free email and free phone consultations. The website is naturaleyecare.com. 
The person you would be doing the free phone consultations with, if you want a phone consultation, his name is Michael Edson. His phone number is 845-255-8222. He can answer almost 90% of the questions. If somebody really needs a phone consultation with me, then there is a minimum charge for that. They have to send their eye records to me. I review their eye records, and then I'll usually do a 30 to 45-minute uh, phone consultation with me, with them, for, uh, and there's a fee associated with that. Uh, I basically work out of a clinic for eye care in New York State. Uh, at the, it's called the Somers Eye Center where I work with seven other eye doctors. Uh, the phone number there is 914-277-5550. But you really have to, if they want, people want appointments, I would be happy to see them, but I'm usually booked about four to five months in advance there. But I, you know, do do phone consults, and if there's emergencies, I'll always, you know, work with people as much as I can and I'll do email consultations with people. There's no charge for that. So, you know, my, my, I've been in practice now 36 years, and my goal is to first educate the public, and then uh, hopefully more and more eye doctors. I just gave a workshop at Kripalu Yoga Center, and there was an eye doctor in my class, and I've had ophthalmologists in my classes before. So the more and more eye doctors who will, you know, embrace this and they'll start to embrace it when more and more of uh, the public wants it. So I'm so happy that you're doing this kind of radio show and to inform people because that's the way changes can happen. Well, thank you so much for helping us um, bring this change about and educate people. Um, so thank you for your time today, Dr. Grossman. Uh, so we're going to close today. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, this was a, a great show. If you have any questions about this show, you can contact me at anantacalgary at gmail.com or message me on Facebook or Twitter. And I'd love to hear your questions or comments. Um, we are um, live every Monday at 9 p.m. Pacific sorry 9 a.m pacific time so please be sure to tune in and make today a great day thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of falling through the cracks feel alive and thrive please join dr rebecca risk again next monday at noon eastern time and 9 a.m pacific time on the voice america health and wellness channel we'll talk more next week Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.